Well, good morning. Uh, good we're morning. starting on week um, four of our mm-hmm. little mini podcast. It seems uh, most of the world are doing podcasts, so we're a bit late to the <laughs> show, aren't we? But um, I think it's uh, it's been really encouraging for us just to reflect uh, and think back uh, over our weekend how... And kind of the bold purpose was that come Monday, let's not forget what Sunday was. And yeah. I think um, I and many others just, we just move on to the next thing and just leave it. So it's an opportunity for us just to reflect uh, a little bit, um, a little bit more on it, a little bit deeper uh, and um, thinking through. But we are um, continuing in lockdown. Kids are back at school. Yep. Um, you've had an interesting morning. Tell us what, who have you been cuddling yes. this morning? Lambs. Lambs. One of the families in Hawkston um, has a few sheep and some lambs and I got to pet some lambs this morning which was quite exciting I didn't I didn't see that happening um, the way back from the school run but I was a bit late back um but that was that was very exciting very sweet little guys there we go and um everyone's back at school Mm -hmm. and we're still getting used to but only back at school for one week so we've kind of just about built up what it means to be back at school and then we're going to be off again for two weeks so again you know everything kind of is not following a normal pattern at the moment no it's not um but so this week it was me, last week it was you, and mm-hmm. we had some really interesting feedback. And um, you had loads of emails, more than I ever get, uh, about the Sunday. And, it's just uh, novelty though. I think so, maybe. <laughs> we'll put it down to novelty. Um, but I think it was, you know, it's just been really encouraging just mm. to hear people connect a little bit with you and, uh, and think through things. Um, but this week we looked at God being infinite. And present, which is interesting because you were saying it's helpful to do these things because we don't really remember what we're doing. And just like two minutes ago I said what was the actual title again you know like kind of it was only yesterday morning and it's really hard to yeah, kind of okay. get that um what he said on a sunday to kind of really always be applied on a monday yeah. and, that's and i guess one of the things i found um is stories so we told the story yeah. on sunday the chinese parable um some people come to it fresh some others have heard it a number of times mm. um and stories and parables are really interesting because you remember that i know you remember the story will. yeah remember that story and um jesus used that to a, an amazing um yeah degree, absolutely uh that's recorded in the gospels um and it's an interesting parable um and you know obviously different culture different time um mm. but just quite an amazing little dialogue between the old guy and the townsfolk keep running out mm. to, uh, to kind of berate him or congratulate him and uh he's quite you know kind of annoying i think just kind of playing this kind of philosophical well you don't know you know nobody knows he does have like a kind of a socrates type of a character yeah to him but i i kind of disagree with you on this one i think they're annoying i think they're super annoying he's just trying to get on and live his life and get through the trials and celebrations that he has and everybody's always got a thought on it Mm. and you know that can feel quite overwhelming i think um so i you kind of thought he was a bit smug. I, I personally <laughs> sympathise with him. Like, just get, leave the guy alone. Yeah. Um, and it was the judge. I mean, he used the word judgment. That's Max Carlos. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, I haven't gone into the whole parable and what the words actually mean, but um, he translated judgment. You, you're judging me. You know, mm-hmm. You're judging my life. Um, you're presenting things beyond what you can see. And that was kind of what struck to me. It was like, yeah. You know, and he was saying, you know, all we know is this, mm. you know, and you're saying it's that. Um and I think we probably do that in our lives uh, and in our faith as well, don't mm. we? I think there's instances where um, a lot of life we pass judgment on others. Or um, on ourselves or our own circumstances. Yeah, and, okay. and I think I've heard this this parable quite 
I think a quite a long time ago. Um, had you come to it afresh with the Max Lucado? Was that your no, first time, um, or did you come across I'm it? I'm sure. Before? Either um, we talk about it's two people at the moment: um, Henry Nguyen and Richard Raw. I'm sure Richard yeah. Raw um, did something on it. Um, we do read more than just those two guys, um, but they're <laughs> taking the brunt of the um, the strain at the moment. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the wisdom that. Uh, both those um, two men uh, kind of embodied. But yeah, so I'd come across it a couple mm. of times and then we'd been reading this Max Caro book as a staff team and uh, he kind of, towards the end of the book, mm. shared that. I truly, I just, I found it really helpful because so often in life, um, you know, you're late for something, you've missed the bus and the person that you see says, oh, well, God must have meant for you to be late today. Mm. Or, But then again, it's like, well, what if me missing the bus had meant that actually I fell and broke my leg? Would God have still meant that? And we can be very quick to claim circumstances as God's will, depending on how it suits our worldview or our mm. dialogue or just our thought for the day. Um, and I've often struggled with that because, yes, maybe it was God's will. Definitely, maybe that thing was God's will. But more likely, something else could have been God's will that I never even noticed his mm. still small vi- voice guiding me um, and often it's the bigger things and the uh, notable bits that we say God is doing but it m- it makes him feel very much like a puppet master mm. controlling everything um, whereas this proverb kind of allows for just step back just you know let things play out let's see what God is actually doing mm. and maybe allow for our own lack of knowing in that and maybe it's the human condition, isn't it? We want to, we want to know what's happened and why. You know, we look for a reason, don't we? Why mm. has that happened? And um, you know, I think you know we know that God's present in this world, um, but also it's not as simple as that. You yeah. know, I think um, how we interpret, and understand God's presence in our lives. And I think what struck me about um, this story was that, um, you know, just the the old man and just saying continue saying yeah but you just don't know mm. uh, and I think there's only you know one time we will know and that's when all this is yeah past us and we get to see a bigger picture you know and uh, and see where and that's very different to saying that God wasn't working in all those instances yeah. it's just saying keep that humility of you don't know so mm. be careful how you judge mm. and I think that's it it's not that saying well you didn't know obviously that shows that God was not with you it mm. is not showing that it's just showing just you our don't ignorance. know his yeah it's yeah. showing his you know our ignorance at the end of the day mm. um i remember as a teenager one of our youth leaders describing that um that it was like a, a mountain range and you're at some point mm. in that kind of in the valley in that mountain range that's where you're walking or you live or whatever you can't see the full range you can see the the mountains either side of you you can see the valley you can see the animals around you can see the stream but you can't see the whole range Mm. if you were to go up and above the mountain range in a helicopter you would see oh wow that was just a tiny bit of this look at this Mm. whole scope and that god is able to see both right down in the valley and also completely above the whole range and all that is beyond it Mm. and we just can't we just can't and are we is it a kind of part of our culture to be obsessed with kind of wanting to understand and know everything and explain everything. You know, we're called to live in some of the mystery, aren't we? But I don't think we're very good at that. Well, I certainly don't think it could be part of our culture because this Chinese proverb was written, I think, 
thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it would suggest to me that it is a case of humanity that yeah, we okay. always want to know. We want to explain. We want to say, you know, why the stars are in the sky and mm. why the sun comes up at a certain time. And one of the reasons, like one of the explanations for that would be that we tell stories because mm. we have we like to know we want we want to figure things out that seems to be being human is trying to figure things out sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get and it wrong i think the mountain range um is interesting and i did say that i shared that on sunday mm. i'm sure that came from you it's hard to know where it all comes from but, um, <laughs> and yeah i think we've known you know some pretty low depths mm. you know and i think at some of our darkest points or some of our challenging times you do, I'm trying to think, you know, there's, you do look for the coincidences a little bit more. Yeah. And you look for the, oh yeah, I wonder, because you're trying to get away from just the crap situation you're yeah. in and wanting something a little bit different and looking to, you know, some relief. So you're hypersensitive to the little things, mm. you know, the, uh, the timings or the coincidences and I think sometimes we've been guilty of reading too much into those. Mm. But I wonder if that's just part of just having, dealing with the reality of difficult times. Mm. And I think when you're on the mountaintop experiences where, you know, you look around and, um, you know, you're in a different place and you're in a different kind of understanding of life. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and then mm. we bring our own personality and some people have different, you know, all have different yeah. personalities and reflect in different ways. But um it is interesting because just as you're talking, I'm I'm just remembering some heading on for nearly twenty years ago when we saw a rainbow that we th we thought must back up that we were making the right decision yeah, on something that was fairly sketchy, but we wanted to know that God was in it, and we saw a rainbow. It's taken us like the better part of twenty <laughs> years to look back and think actually we think we'd made a bad choice mm. then, and God was still with us, but I don't think the rainbow was him telling us this was his will i think it was just a rainbow because it probably been a mix of sun and and rain that day and we read into that that's god's will and almost in a way i guess kind of okay well we don't have to make that decision too much yeah. and it's fine we were young and we didn't really know and there was a lot of pressure put on us but now as and then after, after it all went wrong i thought but hang on that was god's sign and now i'm looking mm. thinking no he stayed with us mm. but we didn't make a particularly wise choice at that time. But also, we are who we are now because we Absolutely. didn't make a wise choice. So if the man in the Chinese proverb <laughs> was going to say it, it would be very much a kind of, ah, well, wait and see. You yeah, know. okay. So, I mean, you know, we've we've got, I think we're referencing our kind of early early years experience, yep. uh, thinking through how um, decisions we made and, mm. and how that affects us. Um, so I think we've known the kind of the highs and the lows. Mm. Uh, and I think we've learnt probably with a bit of time passing how to interpret yeah. those a little bit differently. I think at the time, yeah. maybe it was us just struggling to um, know how to interpret them. Um, another thing I, I referenced, Lord of the Rings, I think I... Um, yes, which you... This is interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned um, the Bilbo Baggins quote from The Fellowship of the Ring in saying that I felt a bit like, as Bilbo said, um, butter, a little bit of butter spread over too much bread. I felt, I felt thin at that point. And... Um, and you used it in a different context, which I was really interested to hear. I was not expecting that on um, Sunday morning. So, but it, that was really interesting to see it in a different light, mm. because I think the way I was kind of thinking about it at that time was more how um, Bilbo used it then was to say he's he's just, you know, he was worn out. He's, you know, there's, 
he's got he's gone stretched and thin mm. and at that at that point when I mentioned it, and I, I often have used that as a way of describing feeling mm. wrung out there's not much left of me um yeah so to you you kind of described it as we can get like that mm. but God can't get like that yeah. and I think um you know, seeing Bilbo at the end and just suddenly aging so much, you mm. know, and I mean, it's an amazing, amazing quote, just feeling, you know, stretched, yeah. you know, and just that idea that um, life had caught up with him. You know, and, and I think we've all had that experience when we've already put the toast in the toaster, it's popped, we've gone to butter the toast, <laughs> there is not enough butter in the butter dish, and you're trying to scrape out mm. what is left. And it just isn't going to go very well. So, you know, you either have a couple of really nice mouthfuls or you have a whole piece of it just doesn't cut it. And I think like when I've been reflecting on that from yesterday, I think that we. We're not supposed to get to that place Mm. that that's not the ideal, but that we especially in a a world with a global media, Mm we are always aware of all of the troubles of all of the needs and in our kind of our own mini god complex Mm. in us trying to be god we think it's up to us to solve all of the world the needs of the world and what can happen is we can spread ourselves Mm. much too thinly and i think i think that god the parent is Mm. saying it's all right i've got this and i know other people who've got this Mm. And actually, there's 7 billion people in the world. And I often can end up feeling that I need to do, you know, that job. Mm. But I am not, you know, one person in the world. I am one of 7 billion. Mm. And it's how how God works with endless capacity. How he can be infinite. And we are not. Mm. And I just think when we accept our finiteness we serve better we love better we are better because we are finite mm. and when we allow god to be infinite and so we listen to him listen to his um heart for the world listen to what he is doing mm. and let him be infinite and let us be finite mm. and then that also means that you're letting other people be finite because you're ex- you know you're accepting your own um lack of abilities to do absolutely everything you're accepting everybody else's lack of abilities to do absolutely everything. Mm. And you're allowing God to use all of our finiteness to his own much wiser ability. And, yeah, I mean, and we were talking earlier and, and you talked about the sin of that, you know, the sin mm. of, you know, thinking that we're infinite or that we you mm-hmm. know, can solve all these things or relate in all these different ways. And yeah, explain, because you shared that a little bit this morning. and Yeah. Um, Again, I think it's something that I read that is to be, to be, to live and to, um, to learn from life as in, you know, because in theory, God could have saved us all like at our birth, like we didn't need to go through life mm. and sin and fall. Um, but almost that's what we we learn. We have to become who we are. But that, um, and I think this might be Henri Nouwen was saying that, we're always trying to become God. Mm. When we're trying to become God, that's when we sin. We're trying to make ourselves bigger, better, mm, yeah, okay. known, famous, or just loved by everybody. When we accept our, you know, complete 
limitation mm. as a human being, but then become our true self, that's when almost we're free from, we become free from sin because we become what God made us in the, in the start to be. Mm. Um, and again, that is finite and he is infinite. And I guess, I mean, everyone's got different experiences of the last year, but, you know, some, you know, people will have stepped back from being stretched too thin. Yes. You know, actually, yes. not everyone, because we're, I mean, we're just learning from talking to different people. Everyone's got a different experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, mm -hmm. you know, learnt or grown or been, you know, hurt and struggled in different ways. But I think there's a percentage of people who, you know, probably lived really stretched out lives yeah. and then suddenly forced just to, to not leave the house uh, and uh, be limited by things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's something really valuable in that you know some of the lessons that we've mm. learned just to slow down a bit uh, and not stretch ourselves and think that we can do everything or need to do everything mm. and I think there's a there's a balance to life that was out of control for some of us and I think this is you know helped us do that mm. you know uh, I think human history says that it won't take long for us to get back to how we were before. I don't think, you know, I mm. think some of us might learn some lessons and um, others will go back to how we were before. I don't, you know, there's not going to be some magic change in everyone, but um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people can resonate with that. Oh my goodness. I've a lot of people do look simpler. like, whew, mm. you know, there's, there's, there's definitely desire in almost everybody to get back to mm. some of what they've lost. But for a lot of people, they have gained mm. and they've gained just a, a breath, mm. you know, ability to breathe for a, a space of time without panicking. And I, I've enjoyed seeing that in some people, seeing, you know, just that revelation of mm. actually oh, we've been had a lot more time. And um, and I remember being told um, quite a few years ago, a senior counsellor about feeling I needed to do everything. Mm. I, you know, I need to be perfect. And she's being perfect is actually pretty selfish and pretty arrogant you're you think you're the one to do everything mm. you think you have to be perfect but you don't think everybody else has to be perfect just you <laughs> so what's so special about you that you're the one who has to do everything mm, yeah. and I think that is all part of that kind of God complex we are trying to make ourselves much more than we are we're trying mm. to be God and if we just accept who we are we become beautiful and mm rested and I think we've all known people who are quite good at taking care of themselves so they know who they are in God they know who they are as a person they can quite happily say no I don't want mm. to do that and and you don't look and think oh well they're not being very charitable you know that they've assessed it mm. and that's not what they see as the right thing and a people of peace and rest mm. and I think God wants us to be people of peace and rest mm. gentle and kind on ourselves you know not you know not necessarily if if actually we're not listening to what he wants from us he might convict us of that but I think it's making sure we're not running around trying mm. to be God yeah that's um and then, so we've kind of reflected a little bit on uh, on those things I mean any other thoughts things that come to mind I mean well it's interesting approaching God's infinite nature because in many ways, we're still talking about it in relation to presence. Mm. So he is infinite in the sense that he can be present with all of us at the same time. And then we see that in terms of how that um, fulfills who we are, like in terms of us not needing to be infinite. But then there's this other thing in that it is 
God is infinite outside of us as well. And I know um, you mentioned in the sermon that just the night before we happened to have been looking out with Toby's fairly terrible telescope <laughs> um, out to looking at the stars. Um, and we looked at one, This I cannot quite remember what it's called and I certainly can't pronounce it, but it was um, really golden. It looked like it was changing colour and apparently it's an old star. So it's already started to burn out, but it hasn't reached the supernova. I don't really understand <laughs> what I've just said, but I read that. Um and and so we're looking at something, you know, billions, no, millions, how, however far. I'm, I don't really do um, space science, but far away. And and we're seeing it. And sometimes we can see them even after they've disappeared, apparently. Mm. And God is all the way out there. Mm. I mean, God is. And when we said, um, you said on Sunday that, that about there not being an end to the universe. And I just don't understand how mm. that is possible. I mean, I don't know that. Um, well, but generally, it's generally <laughs> understood yeah, that so. there has to be something that's infinite. Yeah. Um, and and yet God is at the very reaches to all of that. I mean, just, it's beyond our human capacity. It's like the time thing, isn't it? We just can't think outside of time. We're so mm. conditioned. You know, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, the clock ticks. Mm. Yeah, the rhythm of the seasons. Time is so ingrained in us, you yeah. know, in, in what it means to be alive. Um, God exists outside of time and is more alive. Um, mm. So that it's, yeah, I'm sure someone could do it more poetically or put more, but it's just, it's in, it's one of the impossibles. I don't know how you comprehend I don't think we can comprehend it. But also then that brings us to a, a thought of, should we mm. comprehend it? Because no, maybe not. That's the point. Jesus says, "Come, you know, come to me like little children." Mm. And I, I feel like maybe in our big global world, in our world that encourages you to seek and seek and know and find and wonder, that actually I wouldn't be more content if I lived in a world that had still small rhythms. That I knew what I did, you know, mm. that I knew what I thought of when the sun came up. And there's just there's some patterns that we used to have that used to hold us together as human beings mm. that maybe we don't have now and so it encourages us more and more to always think we have to know the answer to mm. everything and we have to keep searching we're all kind of like mini scientists now and mm. um, we're all searching for the answers we're all philosophers and yet as we know from the past human beings often think we have it exactly right and it turns out we have it very wrong mm. you know it wasn't anything wrong with the people who thought they had you know the, th the world was flat it made sense at the time and i believe mm. some of what our science will tell us now will later fall short because no matter what good tools and techniques we have we can't know everything no. and there's it's a little bit like our limitations isn't it and i think when we understand or try and comprehend god's bigness we probably have a better appreciation of our smallness and i think mm. Yeah, you know, I think tumors we've access to, you know, all the information that they're, you know, at an iPad or an iPhone or something, it's there. Mm -hmm. You know, we have all this, but should we? Do we? You know, yeah. do we really need to know the answers to everything? Or um, is it is it a better life where we can just appreciate not having everything, not knowing everything uh, and mm. being more limited and more, you know, smaller? You know, we always think bigger is better, don't we? Yeah. It's got to be bigger. We've got to do more. We've got to do more. And, you know, I don't know where that comes from because I don't see that necessarily in scripture. You know, I think, no, not at all. Um, and the wisdom that comes from 
truly wise people and the the people who've kind of stood the test of time of being mm. wise they usually lived very small lives yeah. lives that were contemplative and practical and just not not seeking glory mm. and bigness and yet i still think you know there's a real there's a there's a thirst for that to be mm. bigger and better and I, I i guess some of our understanding of who god is um yeah, there's a lot of not fully understanding and there's doubt and fear around that, isn't there? You know, how do we yeah. comprehend God? And uh, I think, you know, all of us have times of doubt and mm. uh, questioning. And um, I think one of the things that holds, holds my faith together and in, in the doubts and the challenges is that whenever, you know, probably at my lowest or struggling, you know, with my faith, I look out and I think, there's got to be a reason for all this mm. existing. I can't get out of, and I think you've said that as well. It's like, yeah. I can't get beyond this. This world does not make sense if there isn't someone yeah. who created it and sustains it. Uh, and it's so, so much of a powerful um, concept in my mind that that's what draws me back to God all the time. It's like, yeah. you know, when I do have doubts, it's like, well, I can't think of this world and not see a creator God who lovingly holds it together amongst all of the challenges, all of the, you know, good things, all of the bad things, all mm. of the, um, you know, suffering over the world. You know, I still like, look and I think this is not just random. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely, I see that and I cannot, I still can't be certain. You know, there's that sense mm. of, I was listening to our friend Peter Law's um, podcast at Creepy Cove Community Church and he was talking about we want to have certainty about something we can't be certain of mm. um, and he used even the you know the idea that even you love somebody but you can't be certain they mm. love you back there's a lot of things that we'd say we're certain of but you can't necessarily be certain of it um, and you know we want to believe God mm. exists but he is so much bigger than we can ever imagine mm. that it is hard to have certainty of something like that so mm. we have faith that's what we have faith for we look to the world around us we look um you know to, to his revelation mm. and that is what we have faith in i think as we just um come to the end i think one of the things that um kind of stuck with me um was this idea that god's presence what's absent is our awareness of god mm. uh, and that's kind of my point i i, I left on um, just to think that, you know, if our belief is I look out to this world and I see that, you know, there has to be a creator God, he's present in this world. Or what, what do I need to do or how do I live my life that I can become as aware as possible of that? Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's not about my endeavours or my energy or my good stuff. It's about, and I think it's those people of peace and people that you look to and you think, oh my goodness, you're just aware of something mm. beyond probably my you know capacity and uh, I think a lot of you know people who wrestle with their faith is wrestling with this how am I how can I become more aware of God mm. around me um, and whether that's you know exposing self to nature or thinking differently about the people around you or uh, engaging in serving in a different way or worshiping mm. it's, I think that's one of our that's one of my takeaways from that Sunday mm. and this week how am I being more aware of God's presence Although interestingly, uh, when I hit a real um, a real low point, and I decided that 
I didn't believe in God anymore and I wasn't going to keep trying. I felt like I kept trying to be aware of him. I kept trying to find him. So I just said, I'm stepping away from you, God. Mm. If you're there, please let me know. But otherwise, I'm not really going Mm. to do much to believe in you anymore. And it was one of the years I felt there was just... It was not that anything specific happened, but I felt like he just didn't ever Mm. let me go. I stopped believing in him, but he didn't stop Mm. being real. And so I didn't stop having an awareness of him. Mm. So I continued an awareness whilst putting in no effort at Mm. all. And that was something actually quite, um, you know, encouraging that I have to look back on. It's actually, I could just be in him because he was there mm. not be in him because i was looking for him or i was doing all the right things or reading all the right books and that was you know that was quite mm. um yeah that was quite something really and everyone will come to that from a different perspective you mm. know and i think what i don't want to come out of that you know or people I, what i don't want people to hear is that i've got to do more to yeah, become definitely. more i've got i've got to you know read the bible in a year or i've got to get mm-hmm. up at five thirty and pray or i've got to do it because I, I think there's a you know real you know rubbishness to that i don't think that's the point yeah. i think it's how is my daily life how can i live breathe interact with those around us love pray engage in a way that becomes more aware of god not how mm-hmm. can i do all this other stuff mm-hmm. you know that if, if only i could do all that stuff then yep. yeah i would make it and i think that's so is just the opposite of and if god is infinite and present we shouldn't need to do a load of stuff we will see him around us Mm. and so sometimes it's even stopping some of your christian practices so that you could see him in ways that he wants to reveal himself to Mm. you um you know whoever that's that may be somebody you're around or something Mm. that you're reading or you know a tv show that you're watching and it might not be where you expect it Mm. but um you know good stuff well i think we've kind of um reached the end uh, time goes quickly uh, mm-hmm. on a monday morning um thank you for listening thank you for engaging you. we're gonna have a couple of weeks off of easter yep. um um then we'll come back after easter and um, still working working together we're gonna go a little bit of a different direction yeah we've got one more um ah, series it. one more um God sermon is. after easter on god is when god is looking at god is love and kind of exploring through that all the things that we've looked at in the Mm. in the last four weeks before we start a new season Mm. thank you thank you for listening and take care and god bless thank you